Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Guys, celebrate good times. Come, Come on. Guys, we've got Sarah has an announcement. To kick off some beauty news, uh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh my god! Thank God! Do you, know, you, you guys don't even know how many times I have wanted to be like, "Oh yeah, cause you're pregnant," and then I couldn't because it would totally just blow the roof off of everything. And there's so, so many times that poor Patrick, we have to be like, "Hey, can you cut this out?" Because I accidentally <laughs> talked about being pregnant. Hey, can you can you edit this? So now it's out there. Now it's out in the world, little baby Cora Organics Creme de la Mer Christensen on her way. <laughs> yep, we're, we're gunning to get her uh, a sponsorship. So I'm just we kidding. Ha- oh, it's a her. It's a oh, her. yeah, by the way, it's, it's obviously a it's a girl because who is going to inherit my beauty products but her? God, well, you God know. was like, listen, we got we to gotta help this chick out. She has too many beauty products. We need to have... An offspring that can utilize them as best as possible. So she's having a little baby yeah. girl. And whenever we text about her, I'm always just like, how's little Cora Creme <laughs> doing over there? <laughs> it's wild. It's truly wild. Um, so, yeah. So I'm like, this is going to come out. I'll be 21, 22 weeks, which is pretty exciting. It's like, that means I'm over halfway through the pregnancy. Wow. Um, yeah, felt like I, you know, it's a, it's obviously my first time. So I wanted to, you know, experience this and, and make sure everything was going well. Um, but it was definitely a big secret. Well, obviously Kirby knew Kirby's known for ever now, a very long time. She knew immediately after and, but yeah, we're so excited. Matt and I really excited. Um, and I just want to promise that this is not going to turn into a baby fucking (laughs) podcast and my Instagram is not going to turn into like. You know, me being a mommy all the time. Like, yes, obviously, I'm going to, like, share that experience with everyone. But I'm, like, dying that you're giving don't this worry. PSA. Because it's, like, my biggest, like, fear. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say pet peeve, but I was like, oh, that sounds wrong. Not pet peeve. But, like, I know that it's going to change my life and, you know, and I'm going to love it. But I just want it, like, this is going to, we're going to retain this. It's going to be enhanced because now we, you know, obviously I'm not pregnant and I am not intending to be pregnant, but you have a different perspective too on things that your body will go through, how your body will change. A lot of our listeners are mothers. So, you know, first time mothers or mothers that have a family, regardless, I think this is really great. It's going to help open up a whole new category um, of products to share and recommend and frankly, you know, I, I'm like, listen, 
I don't know about mommy podcasts. I don't really listen to them because I have no <laughs> I have no investment in being a, a mommy at this point. But I think that it's only going to make our beauty podcast better because there's so many there are so many things that happen when you're pregnant. Totally. And things that like I had never known until obviously this happened to me and experienced it myself firsthand. So yeah, and all of our mommy listeners out there will definitely have to hit me up and give me their advice and their favorite products and all of the comforting words that I you need when you're going through your first pregnancy. But also to Kirby's point, like so many of these amazing founders that we have are moms too. And it's obviously a part of their journey. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. It's, you know, it, it, it's going to change who I am, but it's going to add and enhance the, you know, our podcast, I think. But by no means is this turning into a, a baby podcast. So don't worry, guys. Well, what's hilarious is like we will get on Apple and we'll read y'all's reviews of our podcasts and then it'll lead us down a rabbit hole of like other reviews of other podcasts. And I swear to G... Some of these comments are so brutal. It's like, well, when so-and-so got pregnant, it turned into a mommy podcast. I'm like, for the love of Jesus, she got pregnant. Of course she's going to talk about being pregnant. No, especially like you and I are so honest about like everything else that's going on in our lives and we go off on all these tangents. So, oh my God. Get ready for it. (laughs) Anyway, Sarah's pregnant. I'm so excited to finally screen this from the rooftops. Yeah. Little Cora, Agra- Cora, Cora Creme, Olivia. Did, did we just, we got to get Ollie in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah that's um, a whole other thing. We're not going to forget hey, about Ollie. Uh, we're also uh, open to maternity uh, sponsorships. So, uh, Snoo. I mean, I'm Sophia. Like- that giraffe is that what its name is? Yeah, her name's uh, Sophia. Yeah, little, I mean little pipette, pipette, pipette. If you're listening, there's just so got, many. there's a platform here for you. <laughs> there's a whole world of you know products, but yeah. So that's that's my big news. But there's other news happening in the world. <laughs> there are there is other news. On, it doesn't feel like it, but there really yeah. is. So um, we wanted to give you guys a quick launch roundup. So exciting for us. Products are launching again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sarah and I have been taking many a Zoom call uh, with different brands to learn about these new products that are launching. They're and getting a lot better, by the way. Yeah. The good, Zoom? Yeah. Zoom desk sites. have enhanced. Yeah. Good yeah. job, publicists and brands, like trying to stay creative. And just, I, I, I think that I came to a point where I was going to stop taking them because I mm. felt like it was a little bit of a waste of time. But the yeah. Zooms that I've had in the past week or so have been so fun. Yeah, they've been great and, and very informational. So one of the products that's actually launching this week on the 28th is from Dermalogica. It's their retinol clearing oil. So this is a part of their clearing line and they created it specifically so if you are dealing with like hormonal acne, adult acne. It has like the salicylic acid component to it, but it also has a retinoid involved, which helps with anti-aging. So they wanted to bring the two worlds together, anti-aging and anti-acne, because let's face it, adult acne is real. And they created this oil and I asked them about like the retinol uglies. I'm like, okay, so are we gonna get retinol uglies with this product? What's the deal? And because of the type of retinol they use, they use an ester of retinol, which means that it's time released. So over time, it'll start to work. It's not 
like you apply it to your skin and it's all at once and it creates that redness or that flaking. So the likelihood of you dealing with flaking and redness with this product is pretty minimal. I haven't tried it yet, but I am excited about it because Sarah, you know this, I like, I love dermatological products. Yeah. I think that they're great. So this is a night oil and it has the retinol and the salicylic acid to smooth your skin, help with visible signs of premature aging and cl- to help clear breakouts. It's $80. So definitely a beauty investment. I haven't tried it yet, but I am excited because obviously now is the time to mm-hmm. up your retinol game if you're not pregnant. Yeah. Oof. I can't wait That's... to get back in the retinol game. <laughs> uh, but yes, very excited about that. Awesome. Okay. So there's another exciting launch that's happening that Kirby and I got to be a part of the really, really fun Zoom side with Mark Jacobs himself and the incredible Seritano. So Mark Jacobs is launching a new mascara, which is crazy because the OG mascara is like Kirby's favorite. Yeah. Velvet Noir is is truly one of the best mascaras on the market. I always end up going back to it. I stand for life. It's great. Yeah. It even works on my baby lashes. (laughs) But this new formula sounds even more exciting because it's something that both Kirby and I look for in mask. I can say that now. Yeah. Both Kirby and I look for in mascaras. It's a lengthening and curling mascara. It's called Atlashed, which is such a cute name. So cute. I have not tried it yet, but Kirby has it in her possession. Yes, guys. So on our Instagram page, I was posting about Derm Store and Cindy Iskrig and how she was on the podcast last week. And I got so many messages of people being like, what is on your lashes? And it was Atlashed. And it was two coats of it. And her lashes that go up to her forehead. I mean, I, I know I'm blessed, but truly, like, it makes me so happy to find a mascara that, like, doesn't clump and truly separates the lashes, gives that really fluttery effect. You know, Mark was so cute on the Zoom, and he was talking about who was he was inspired by, like, people like Cher, like, the 70s lash that just looks mm-hmm. super dramatic. Like, this isn't your natural, you know... Uh, humble humble mascara this is in your face this is i have long lashes i have lifted and Mm -hmm. curled lashes this is right up my alley personally but it still looks like very chic yes and classic don't you love the the tube so pretty so so pretty it's like so beautiful the gold and the black love it it is very 70s to your point Yep, and if you look at the, I didn't even have to put this on my lashes. I knew by the brush Mm. that I was going to like it because the wiper takes off enough product onto the brush to make sure that it's not too goopy. And then, um, you know, it's, it's a skinnier brush that has a pine tree shape, so tapered at the end to get the corners, a little bit thicker um, so you can wiggle it and add some volume there um, if you need it. But it gets right to the base of your lashes, guys. I love Marc Jacobs products. Sarah and I both really love Marc Jacobs beauty overall as Mm -hmm. a brand. You know, they always kind of get our stamp of approval um, on their makeup products. And this second mascara is really chef's kiss. I think... Kirby, what would you say is the difference between this and Velvet Noir? So Velvet Noir is really about like thickening. It's really about Mm. like that thick voluminous lash. This definitely adds a little bit of length. I love the way it does lift the lash, but you can definitely achieve volume if you do like one coat and then add a second coat after it dries for sure. 
I love that it also has biotin peptide and a pro vitamin B5. Yeah, so it's like it's helping to strengthen your lash while you wear it. It was really easy to remove off of my eyes when I washed my face. That is something that I am learning <laughs> all over again. I'm like, oh, mascara is so annoying to take off. I know. It really does depend on the formula. So if you are in the market for a new mascara, I, I don't think I can – I cannot recommend this enough. I think it's great. I I just love it so much. Okay, moving on. Kiehl's, another brand we love. Have they have another fun Zoom we attended? (laughs) Yep. Where Kirby presented herself as I always forget his name. Rocket. Rocket the raccoon. That's my avatar. So when we don't turn on video, people just see me dressed up like a giant <laughs> raccoon. Whatever. <laughs> they can deal with it. <laughs> this it's is my who I favorite. Am. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> this is me. So they have a new serum come out coming out. It's called the Vital Skin Strengthening Super Serum. It comes out in June. And this product is really it's interesting. It, it really does focus on like the hyaluronic acid. And one thing that I really appreciate about Kiehl's is what I've learned a lot about hyaluronic acid in the past you know, year or so is it's not just where you live in your environment. Like if you live in a drier environment, hyaluronic acid, acid could potentially dry your skin out mm-hmm. um, because it's not pulling any moisture from the environment. It's pulling it from your skin. But also, did you know that molecular weights of hyaluronic acid are very important? Mm-hmm. It's very important. And I and I have learned so much about this over the course of like the past six months. But one of the questions that I was going to ask on the Zoom call was, okay, but what's the molecular weight of this? And I didn't need to because they because covered they it. Over it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, the, molecular, the molecular, wow, molecular weight of this particular hyaluronic acid is 11, I believe. And let me just double yes, check my notes. it is. It, it is. is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the smallest form of hyaluronic acid so that it can penetrate eight skin surface layers deep. So it's getting in there. But it's good. Okay. But this is the thing though. It's, is it the smallest or is it the second smallest? Because... It says it's their smallest form of hyaluronic acid. So okay, Kiehl's great. is. Kiehl's. Yeah. Okay, great. So th- that's important, guys, because if you have a really low weight of hyaluronic acid, it might sound great because you're like, oh, it'll penetrate deeper. But... There has been uh, studies done that have shown that if, if you have a really low weight of hyaluronic acid, it could cause ir- irritation to your skin. Mm. So it's very important that you stay in this like 1,000 uh, KDA range. KDA is like the molecular weight uh, mm-hmm. abbreviation. And so at 11, I hope, this, I hope this makes sense, guys, but at 11... This hyaluronic acid is not penetrating too deep, but it's penetrating deep enough. If you have a higher weight, it, it's not really doing much for your skin. That's mm-hmm. why you also need to kind of know. Mm-hmm. But it's also hard. It's hard to know. Like I asked Sunday Riley, I'm like, Sunday, how do we know about mm-hmm. like molecular weights and pHs? Like where do we find that out? And she's like, I-, I wish I had a better answer for you. But like they just, it's not required for people to disclose that. Like you would really have to reach out to the brand to ask, which is a bummer. I wish people would start including this, especially for products like this, but this is awesome. I haven't tried it yet. Have you? Yes. It's right here. Ooh. You don't what have do you it? Think? Well, oh, I you, you haven't remember, it. remember I was supposed to go to the earlier one and then I, I forgot. Oh, so I asked you to go to the got later it, got one. it, got it. Yeah, so I'm getting it soon. I love it. I actually have just been keeping it at my desk and in addition to applying it on my actual face, I've been putting it like on my hands, 
on my elbows because now that I can reveal that I am pregnant, my skin has been so dry, like the driest dry it's ever been. Remember um, when she talked about having a rash? <laughs> she was talking about having surprise! a rash. Yeah, surprise. It was because she was pregnant. Came out of nowhere. Back surprise. of your neck, right? And yep. Like mm-hmm. Now it's, it's gone body. now. You can see. Great. It's faded. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Which this would be great for on my yeah. on my neck too. It absorbs super fast. It's really lightweight and it has like, I know that we're not super big, you know, obviously on like uh, overwhelming scents and fragrances, uh-huh. but it smells just like, it smells like an, a Kiehl's product. Like it's just really fresh, which I really appreciate and love. But it also has this adaptogenic complex too, right? Ooh, Kirby? yeah. In addition to the hyaluronic acid, mm-hmm. which Do- helps. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, do you want to uh, just yeah, sure. spill about that? Yeah, so it is helping to, you know, strengthen your skin barrier and make you look glowy as well. So uh, according to the brand, the serum helps protect against like environmental stressors as well as lack of sleep, stress, and then it says diet and temperature. So this is... Well, temperature, obviously, but diet is really interesting. Well, you know how um, the Phytonature Firming Serum from Dermalogica, mm-hmm. like they talk about these external stressors as well. Right. Like when I first heard about this product from Kiehl's, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like brands are really starting to focus on the external stressors that that people are dealing with on a regular basis that contribute to, you know, stress, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. obviously. So I- I'm excited to try this. Do you put it underneath like a moisturizer, obviously? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's just like, usually, you know, you want to wait like a, like a minute, you know, for your serum to really absorb into your skin. But this one just goes in really, really quickly, which I appreciate because we're all even though we're at home we're still busy leading busy lives so totally and I would say this guys just remember with hyaluronic acid no matter where you live apply it to damp skin so that it does have you know that moisture to help build upon and then also make sure that you especially for serums you want to seal it with an occlusive ingredient to make sure that you lock in that moisture. moisture So um, make sure that... I love saying lock in that moisture. Lock in that moisture, baby. Baby. Okay. Uh, So that's... Did we say that was $52? I think we did. Nope. We didn't. $52. $52. They also have a larger size that's $135. Oh. All right. Next, we have a fun new mask. An Instagrammable moment, if you will, from our (laughs) friends over at clean beauty brand Kinship. It's so cute. It is cute. I want to smell it. Have you gotten this? No, I have not. But Okay. Oh, I keep diving into the product before announcing it. It is their new Mint Mud Deep Pore Detox Mask. Yeah. And it is a cute little mint color, mint green color. And it's made with things like lactic acid, which exfoliate bentonite and I can never say this word. Kaolin. Kaolin. I I think kaolin is probably right. Bentonite and kaolin clays. If you like that Aztec healing clay, I personally Mm -hmm. can't handle it. It's too much for my skin. I I literally always break out and I have the cleanest pores of all time. So it's also like such a bitch to get off. Yeah. Painful. It it makes your skin so hard and then you can't move and then it's like so annoying and gets everywhere. I'm sure that this mask is different. It, It definitely is. It has, but it does have the bentonite clay, which is like, 
what I was trying to say is like yeah. that's the main ingredient in that mask. So has bentonite mm-hmm. clay really great for detoxifying and clearing pores and also helping to balance oil. It has um, moringa, which is a powerful, moringa. nutrient-rich organic seed oil that softens the skin. And then obviously they make all their products with something they call the Kin Biome. It is a plant-based probiotic that supports clear skin and a strong skin barrier. So it's $23.00 super affordable if you're in the the market for like a detoxifying mask this could be a good one Uh, according to the website it has a cooling and energizing tingle so it'll you know it probably feels great after a hot day maybe you know you spent the day in the sun so this would be great to put on after to like get all that sunscreen and gunk out of your skin totally and then it'll oh it says it smells like fresh mint after rain (gasps) love that love that and then it'll yeah, and then it'll make your skin look bright and even. So I'm excited to try this. Same. Awesome. Okay, okay. I did want to bring up something. I, I do this show three times a week on my Instagram called The Kirby Grip. It's live, and I've been really lucky to get some awesome guests on it. Sunday, Riley, like, somehow agreed to do this with me. She was freaking awesome. If you guys have not watched a Sunday Riley live, I implore you to follow her on Instagram and do it. Or you can watch ours. It's on my Instagram TV right now. It's so interesting that, like, she doesn't do more of it. She's so good. It's so good. Like, I, I, my, my jaw. Or more press, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't do a lot of press, but, like, she is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to skincare and ingredients and product formulations. The things that she was telling me, I was like, this is amazing. One of the best things, though, and I feel like Francisco can speak to this, his, uh, which does, you know, Francisco does Sunday's PR. Maybe the reason why she doesn't do that much press is because she always drops hints about new products. Oh, that's probably it. <laughs> so She's like, a sharer. I love that. Great for us. I was so excited. So I talked to her about sunscreen and you know, I was like, are we ever going to get a Sunday Riley sunscreen? And she said yes. And that they are working on not one, but two formulas because she says that, you know, you have to cater to what people might prefer and 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 Ren, not Ren, uh, not Renee, but um, is it Renee or Dr. Samolitis who said that you have to enjoy wearing sunscreen to to actually get the most out of it? I can't remember who, which one of them said it. Probably but. both because they're both big sunscreen stands. Totally, but like if you know the best sunscreen is the one you enjoy wearing because you're gonna be more actually likely wear to it. wear it. Yeah, exactly. And so I feel like Dr. Loretta also said that. Oh, she did. She did. It was Dr. Loretta. Yeah, I think it was was Dr. Loretta. Somebody correct us if we're wrong. But um, anyway, Sunday says she's making both a chemical and a physical sunscreen. That's amazing. And I asked her to please send me testers. Yes. Because I would be happy to. She also disclosed that they are working on more products for the CEO line, which is their vitamin C line. line. So this summer, uh, body oil is coming out, which I think is awesome. I want vitamin C for my whole body. Like, get on me. Yeah. And then she said this is not a part of the of the CEO line, but they are making a lip plumper that includes a hefty amount of vitamin C in it. And the lip plumper is not going to be based off of, like, irritation or aggravating the skin to plump the lips. It's, like, it, it's going to have a couple other ingredients that she was not able to disclose to me. But y'all get ready. Because y'all know how much we love sunscreen on this podcast. So... And like, you guys love Sunday Riley so much, so this is exciting news. I know. Way, and we've been way to get her. the exclusive, Curbs. Good I job. I got the exclusive. So we wanted her on the podcast, obviously, and 
we're working on at Trust. So we're very, very excited about that. Amazing. Yay! Okay, last launch uh, was just announced. It is a new sunscreen line from Venus Williams um, made in collaboration with the sunscreen company and Credo Beauty, uh, which everyone knows is the clean beauty retailer. It is an extension of 11 by Venus Williams, which is her activewear label. Uh-huh. And so the activewear label uses UPF 50 plus fabric, which is like the sun protective equivalent of sunscreen. And so she, I think, decided, well, why not make sunscreens, uh, sunscreen that you can use as well when you're, you know, outside playing tennis or not playing tennis. Yeah. So she has uh, two sunscreen formulas, I believe. One is called the Unrivaled Sun Serum, which is mm. a m- milkier formula, comes from like a glass dropper. And then there is the On the Defense Sunscreen, which is a sheer SPF 30 cream that rubs in easily. And both of them are, you know, like invisible, will, you know, blend into your skin. That was really, really important to her. So yeah, I feel like it was kind of like a surprise collab. This was such a surprise, but I'm just going to lay it out all on the table. If Venus Williams tells me that there is a sunscreen that's going to rub into my skin and be invisible, I'm going to believe her regardless of trying it. Like, let's just get that out there. Like, she is the person that I would want co-creating a sunscreen. She's always totally because she knows and she would know better than anyone. She probably has had to deal with so many sunscreens, making her skin white, pasty, gray, weird, you know, shine situation like and, and the fact that her athleisure line or athletic wear line has that that fabric with the SPF, like I'm, I love that she cares about sun protection because totally. o- oftentimes with, you know, women with deep or dark skin tones, they think I don't need sunscreen. Like I got the mm-hmm. melanin. I don't need to worry about this. And, and really it is melanoma awareness month, as we have mentioned here on Los Angeles. So it isn't, it's crucial that everybody, no matter who you are, that you're wearing totally. sunscreen inside, outside, all day, every day. Yeah, Kirby, you hit the nail on the head. In this interview with Vanity Fair, she says exactly that, that like growing up, you know, she didn't think that she needed sunscreen um, because she has, you know, all of the melanin in her in her deep skin tone. But as she got older, you know, she started to realize that she needed it. And so that's why she developed these sunscreens. And then in the formulation, I think it was really important uh, to her. It says uh, that she was able to, you know, Yes, it's invisible upon your first application, but as you, you know, reapply, which we all need to throughout the day, you know, sometimes it it gets chalky, sometimes like it pills. So um, apparently, and, you know, Kirby and I haven't tried the product yet, that is something that she made sure um, didn't happen. So very exciting. The sun serum is $50 and then the sunscreen is $42 and you can get them on credobeauty.com. Okay, guys, so because this was a fun little pregnancy announcement, (laughs) we decided to, you know, make it a theme for the episode um, and do a pregnancy skincare episode because I'm a noob and Kirby is also a little (laughs) clueless when it comes to this. Uh, I say that lovingly because it's just a whole world that you just don't know about until you're in it. And so we thought that we would have you know, a board certified dermatologist who is a mom who knows what she's talking about. Uh, So we have the pleasure of speaking to Dr. Joyce Park, who is herself a board certified dermatologist. She's based in the Bay Area. She's also a skincare and beauty blogger, and she shares her thoughts and expertise over on her website, 
T with MD. What a cute name. So cute. She's super active on Instagram too and apparently TikTok, which she goes into in our interview. But last year, she became a mom to a beautiful baby boy, which is why we decided to have her on the show today. Um, you know, she recently has just gone through this and obviously as a dermatologist has a ton of uh, mom patients who she's helping to educate and um, de- demystify the often confusing and complex world of pregnancy skincare. And so, you know, even if you're not an expecting mom like me, like I hope you learn something. I thought she was just brilliant. And so, yeah, enjoy the episode, guys. I have to say, I, I learned a lot from this episode, not being pregnant. Right? Yes. And she's adorable. And also, she's guys, adorable. we didn't forget what's on your face. We have a surprise for you. We have a double episode this week. So Friday, we'll have another episode where we have what's on your face and a special guest. Woohoo! Enjoy. Take it away, us. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Joyce, thank you so much for coming on to Los Angeles. Um, when Kirby and I were talking about this episode and who we wanted to have on it, I just couldn't think of someone more perfect than you because one, you are just this accomplished dermatologist, board certified dermatologist. And two, you also just had a baby. I did. I have a six month old. He is a handful, but he is so much fun. And I'm really honored to be here. Really excited to be chatting with you guys about my number one passion, which is skincare. Yes. Yes. And you have your own blog too, correct? That's right. I have a blog at twithmd.com that I actually started in medical school before I even knew I was going to be a dermatologist. It was more of a creative outlet for me. I used it kind of as a way for me to journal uh, and think about, you know, my thoughts about the whole process of becoming a doctor. And then as I went further into my training in dermatology, that's when more and more of my content started being more of skincare, dermatology, medicine, uh, et cetera, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Amazing. So Dr. Joyce, we want to start with the most basic question that I think every expectant mom, but also just people want to know when it comes to pregnancy skincare. How exactly do products affect your fetus? So that's a really good question and one that I get asked a lot. So when you're pregnant, you know, for better or for worse, things that you expose your body to can in turn travel through your bloodstream, go through the placenta and enter into your fetus. And this is why certain things that we eat and drink like sushi or undercooked foods or alcohol, you know, that could potentially lead to uh, harm or toxicity in the fetus. And so similarly, things that we put on our skin, even though topical absorption, so absorption through your skin isn't as strong as what's absorbed through, you know, ingestion, we still want to be mindful of the different types of ingredients that we put on our skin. Um, Just because if it does get absorbed through the skin and into your blood circulation, you may not want to expose certain ingredients to your developing baby. All right. So that makes sense to me, obviously. So now I think this is the most asked question when it comes to pregnancy skincare. What products can you not use? Like what are the ingredients that we need to be avoiding when we are with child? So there's a couple ingredients that you want to make sure you stay away from when you're pregnant. Uh, Number one would be retinoid or retinol. 
So these are vitamin A derivatives. They are creams or serums that have anti-acne, anti-aging properties. They're very popular uh, among dermatologists and, and you know, the rest of the skincare community um, because they can help with acne, they can help minimize fine lines, dark spots. However, they can increase the chance of your child having birth defects. So even though the retinoid and retinol may not be systemically absorbed in a very large quantity, because of that chance of it causing birth defects, we tell our pregnant patients just to steer clear of it altogether. So that is the number one to stay away from. Are there some brand names you can throw out for retinoids or retinols that like uh, doctors most likely prescribe so people know to stay away from Yeah, those? so there's a couple different types of prescription strength retinoids. They're called tretinoin uh, or Retin-A, Tazerac or Tazeratine. Um, there's also Differin, which is over-the-counter, also called Adapalene. So these are all different types of retinoids. Triferritine is a new one as well. And then um, Skin Better makes one called Alpha Ret Overnight Cream, which is actually a retinoid as well. And retinols come in all sorts of different flavors and packaging, and they're over-the-counter, but you would want to look for anything that says retinol in it. Okay. That is not something you should use in pregnancy. Got it. Awesome. Are there any other ingredients or products that we should avoid? Yes. So there's a couple other ingredients that you should be mindful of avoiding when you're pregnant. One of those is called hydroquinone. This is a bleaching agent. Uh, we use it in dermatology to try to help with hyperpigmentation issues such as melasma, which is also common in pregnancy, or post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, which is kind of a fancy term for dark marks that appear after your skin is inflamed, such as acne scars or even mosquito bites that turn into a tan brown color. So hydroquinone has not been shown to be safe for pregnant women. So we just say to avoid it, especially because it's not a medically necessary ingredient. Totally. And so does this also apply for women who are trying to get pregnant, that they should avoid these products? I would say yes. If you're trying to get pregnant, if you're trying to conceive and you're not sure if you're pregnant or not, you should probably steer clear of these ingredients. There is one last category of ingredients that we should talk about for you to avoid when you're pregnant, uh, which are the acids. Now, this is a big group. There's alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acids, and it is a myth that you can't use any of them. In low concentrations, they are actually totally fine. So salicylic acid, lactic acid, glycolic acid, these are wonderful for exfoliating, very useful for resurfacing, and also for you know treating acne issues, um, and also oily skin. And it should be safe for you to use those when you're pregnant. Um, you just don't want to be using acids of very high percentages. For example, the kinds that we use in clinic to do chemical peels. So things that are over the counter should be safe for you to use. Got it. So then uh, this is just, I'm throwing you a curveball, but like, what would you say is like the best ingredient to use for your skin when you're pregnant? Mm. There's so many. So I think... In terms of ingredients to look for when you're pregnant, it really depends on the problem that you're trying to treat. So some common skincare concerns that pregnant people face, one, number one, would be melasma. Melasma is a tan brown kind of rash that occurs most commonly on the forehead, cheeks, it can go on the upper lip, the chin. 
And we think that hormonal factors can really play a role in the development of melasma, which is why pregnant women are so much more prone to it. In fact, it's called the mask of pregnancy because so many pregnant women get it. And number one thing you want to do uh, for this condition is obviously to protect your skin from the sun. So you want to use a really great broad spectrum SPF 30, preferably mineral-based sunscreen day in, day out. I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's overcast. You should be wearing your sunscreen. Agreed. Additionally, in talking about special ingredients, you want to find something that has a brightening agent that's also safe for you to take during pregnancy. So this would include vitamin C, this would include azelaic acid, things like arbutin, licorice, kojic acid. These are all kind of brightening agents that are safe to use in pregnancy and can help with melasma. Awesome. So does that mean Kirby suffers from melasma when she becomes pregnant in the future? Will her melasma get worse? <laughs> Yeah, because I, so I have melasma. No, this is like honestly my passion to talk about yeah. melasma because I've had it ever since I've gotten on birth control. Yeah. Um, I was on Yaz. Yes, the hormone. Yes, Dr. Joyce, I just want to break it down. Like early 20s, got on Yaz, like skin. I didn't even know what it was. I thought I like wasn't rubbing off my self tanner that I used on my face properly. And my esthetician was like, girl, do you know you have melasma? I'm pretty sure you have melasma. And I was like, What? So then I ended up getting off of uh, birth control for personal reasons that were very smart for my lifestyle, and uh, it went away. It went away. And I was like, hell yes, my skin is clear, it's beautiful, and I knew it was directly related to my hormones and specifically my birth control, which was like a great way to figure that out. But then I got an, in a new relationship, and an IUD was the best form of contraception for me, and I still am on it. I'm in it. I have the Mirena. It's, I've been on it for four years and I mean, you can see me on the Zoom call. Like I have a little bit going on on my forehead and then it used to be really bad here. I don't get it on my upper lip and by here I mean like my temples for those listening. But I've been taking tranexamic acid pills to help per my dermatologist yep. and they have been. It's not a long-term solution, but I'm very happy with them. So that being said, Am I going to be one of these people that's like, it's bad now, but it's only going to get worse when I get pregnant? <laughs> like, just tell me straight. Just tell me straight. I mean, I definitely <laughs> don't want to scare you off of getting pregnant in the future. Calling in a surrogate. But... <laughs> Calling in a surrogate. <laughs> I think if you're prepared, Kirby, for what may happen, you know, I think that you the will chances be. that you might develop melasma are, you know, higher since you already had it, and we know that your body reacts to hormones in a certain way, right? You've already had that test. That was with the birth control pills. Yep. But knowing that this may come, you know, you can be extra careful uh, in trying to prevent it. You know, really avoid the sun like you're a vampire. <laughs> um, use those topical antioxidants and brightening agents. Wear a hat everywhere you go. You know what I mean? Like, you you know what to do. Yeah. I look like a geriatric, like, Southern woman, <laughs> truly. When I go out in public, I have, like, a giant straw hat on. It's crazy. Let's plan so then, your pregnancy for, like... And that's why you have like, such amazing skin. Yeah, let's yeah. plan your, your pregnancy, Kirby, for winter, not summer, like yeah. me. <laughs> I, full, I, would, I would love that. I fully was trying. To, That's a great idea. Like in an ideal world, I was like, oh, I'm not going to be pregnant in the summer because it's too hot. But here I am. And I, <laughs> Wait, I have one more question. I have one more question before you get into your Sarah. The, does that mean because this is what I had heard. I'd heard if you have gotten 
gotten hormonal uh, melasma from your birth control, you wouldn't necessarily get it from pregnancy. That's not the case. You can still get it when you're pregnant. Correct. It's not one not or the other because it's all hormonal. No. Okay. Correct. Thank you. Correct. We can't say, you know, that you're not going to get it for sure. So, okay. Yeah. Thank you. I, Thanks for the clarity. I was just going to ask, I knock on wood, my skin has been really amazing so far in this pregnancy. <laughs> Kirby, <laughs> shut up. She's making a face. <laughs> like her skin's always perfect. <laughs> no, but I was Bitch. worried. I Yeah, both of you have flawless skin. It, it's the so. Zoom filter option where you say like beauty pretty filter, filter, pretty filter. Beauty filter. <laughs> Beautify my appearance. It, I'm I'm waiting for this pregnancy mess that everyone talks about to come. I know it can come at any point, but does it come later in, in the pregnancy, like third trimester? It can really come at any point. And Sarah, just to make you feel a little better, I mean, I never developed it. So there are people who don't get it. I was also super religious about wearing a hat every time I stepped outside. SPF 50 sunscreen on my face at all times. And then I was also using adelaic acid and niacinamide uh, and vitamin C, doing all the things. So um, not everyone gets it. So, you know, it just kind of depends on your body and your skin. Yeah. So then I was going to ask, is it, are, are, is melasma more prone to people that have a certain skin type? Like I'm Caucasian. So am I more prone to it than Sarah? Or is it kind of like, no, it doesn't discriminate. Like everybody can get this. It's coming for you. Well, actually, it's interesting that you bring that up, Kirby, because we usually see it in patients who are more like Asian, Latina skin types, not as common in Caucasian skin types. But as you know, it can affect any ethnicity. But most commonly in, I mean, we think of everyone in terms of Fitzpatrick skin type. That's how we rate people's skin color and skin tone. Mm -hmm. So Asians are like a type three, four, Latinos, Latinas type four. So it's usually in kind of that category of skin types that we see melasma more in. Oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I could, we could literally talk to you about this for an hour. Seriously. We we will not. We'll we'll move on to the next question. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to become a melasma (laughs) podcast. That's like Kirby's second dream to have a melasma podcast. Yeah, truly. So what treatments are off limits? And then what treatments can we be getting? Because like, I know Sarah and clearly guys, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. So things have changed. But if we weren't, I know Sarah would still be wanting to get like facials and taking care of her skin properly. So what would she be allowed to do? And what would she not be allowed to do? Actually, the first like one of the first people I told I was pregnant was Melanie Grant, who's an esthetician because I got a facial so early on where I wasn't telling anyone I was pregnant yet. But, you know, you fill out the form and it says, are you you know currently pregnant? So I was shocked to find out like some of the things that I wasn't allowed to do. So, yeah, if you could elaborate on that. Yeah. So in general, I tell my patients that if it's for a purely elective cosmetic procedure, you may want to consider delaying it until after you've delivered. So this would include things like Botox injections. Well, for sure, bo- no Botox. Okay, let me just put that out there. Your Botox, baby does not actually, need Botox. <laughs> Botox is derived from the botulinum toxin, right? And it works by basically impairing the movement of your muscles. So you cannot make expressions as much as you normally do so that the wrinkles don't form or move as deeply as they normally do. 
Um, however, Botox is absolutely not allowed when you are pregnant because of the potential risk to your baby. Other types of procedures such as filler or even um, laser procedures that work by causing controlled zones of damage in your skin in an effort to rebuild your skin. Also microneedling, radiofrequency, all these kinds of procedures that could potentially cause damage to your skin and open you to risk of infection, I would say just wait until you're done. Or if you really, really want to get them done, if you really need your filler, you know, I would say please ask your OBGYN and talk to your dermatologist to see if this is something they would recommend for you. You just never want to get a procedure done and then possibly get an infection or you know, have skin necrosis or go get any of the rare side effects that could happen and then potentially need to be on antibiotics or other pills. You don't wanna expose your baby to anything extra like that when it's not medically necessary. Totally. Totally. I have a question about LED light. So I, before quarantine, I went and got two separate facials at different clinics and one woman said I wasn't allowed to use red light, but I was, or I wasn't allowed to use, I can't remember now which color it was. I think it was white light because that one like penetrates through your, your, like to your bloodstream or whatever. And then the other clinic didn't offer it at all. So what is your stance on LED light? during pregnancy? I feel like the research is still kind of uh, hand wavy about the safety of light treatment. However, um, blue light therapy is one of the few options that we offer to pregnant women to treat acne. Um, as you guys know, acne in pregnancy is difficult because a lot of our mainstays of treatment are no longer allowed. Like for example, retinoids are not allowed over the counter and topical retinols are not allowed. And um, obviously, Accutane is out of the question. So, you know, light treatment is one of the few therapies that's pretty safe and for pregnant women to use. Now, that being said, there is more and more research coming out recently that uh, blue lights, actually visible light in general, can induce hyperpigmentation in people who are susceptible to it. And so when you're pregnant, you are already more susceptible to hyperpigmentation. And so in my mind, I think it's still questionable whether or not you want to expose yourself to this light, not so much for the safety of the baby, but more so because of the risk of hyperpigmentation on your face. Awesome. Got it. Wow. So much to know. So now let's talk about your skincare routine at home. Do you really need to clean it up as much as, you know, all the magazines and all the estheticians and dermatologists recommend and only use like natural clean products during your pregnancy? I think this is a really good question. And I feel like I'm going to get on my soapbox for a little bit. <laughs> so please get on there. This term, right? Clean beauty and clean skincare. I think it is, it's a tricky subject just because there's no one definition for what is clean. So the FDA doesn't regulate what can what products are allowed to be classified as clean, and one brand's definition of clean might be very different from another brand's. And so rather than labeling, you know, clean natural ingredients that was in air quotes, rather than labeling those all as good and labeling synthetic ingredients as bad, I, I think it's not so black and white. What I prefer to do as a dermatologist is to look at the specific ingredients themselves 
and delve into the scientific background behind them to see if there really is research showing that this ingredient is not good or potentially irritating for the skin. So for me personally, I wanted to cut out certain potentially irritating ingredients such as uh, sodium lauryl sulfate, um, such as synthetic fragrance. And then I also decided to stop using chemical sunscreens um, and switch to mineral sunscreens. There was a big study that came out last year uh, that showed that some components of chemical sunscreens are systemically absorbed into the bloodstream. And so because of that, you know, not necessarily because these chemicals are bad for you, but because I know they are going into my bloodstream and can potentially be exposed uh, to my fetus, I decided to go with mineral sunscreens, which I have a ton of and which I absolutely love as well. So it's a personal choice. Um, but I think, you know, if you have these alternatives and if you know the ingredients you want to avoid, then you can do it safely. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, Sarah and I talk about this a lot on the podcast about clean and not having a definitive answer as to what that means across the industry. My, I would hope in the next five years we can get that figured out just so that there is, you know, um, like some policing happening so people can't claim that they're clean or green or whatever it is without there being a standard. So we agree with you and we, I, I love that answer. That's great. Okay. So this is a personal question. Okay. So can I not get a spray tan if I'm pregnant? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So let's talk about tans for a second. So you can get the tan through a bottle, like a lotion, can also get it through a spray. So the main ingredient in these tans is called dihydroxyacetone. And it's actually better for you to get it through the lotion um, because it just interacts with, you know, the dead skin cells on top of your stratum corneum, which is the uppermost layer of your skin. But if you get it sprayed, then there's a risk that you might actually inhale some of that internally. And then we don't know whether or not that might translate into any negative outcomes for your fetus. So If you want to do a tan, um, you can choose to use the tan from a bottle. Great. That's okay. So when I was a professional airbrush tanner, I actually had to wear either nose plugs or like a full mask around my face to protect it because there, I mean, there wasn't research that it was like necessarily detrimental, but there also wasn't any research that it wasn't. Right. So they were like, we would rather you. And I was spraying like five people, five to 10 people a day. And you were so young still too. Yeah. Yeah. And I also used to work in a tanning salon. Don't even get me started back in Texas. And we had the mystic tans and the versus spas. And like when we would go in there, you know, to get sprayed, that's why they had the little nose plugs and they would tell you to hold your breath so that you weren't, you know, inhaling as much as you can. But I'm like, we have to hold our breath for like Three and a half minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. to That's impossible. There's no way. There's no way. Um, anyway, so I'm glad you explained that. I am a stickler for for sunless tanning, so I have like a whole wardrobe of sunless tanners. So I think I'll be fine. I can still maintain my tan. Yeah. Should I be a child? <laughs> You'll be great. <laughs> okay, so we talked about melasma. We talked about acne. But what are some other common skin issues that expecting mothers can sometimes face? 
I'm just going to chime in and add one. I forgot. So I said I have really great skin right now, which I do on my face, but I have had all of these dry rashes and patches all over my body, which has like, I have dry skin already, but it's become like even drier due to pregnancy and maybe also because, you know, it's summer starting. So that's a common one too, correct? Right. Yeah. So worsening eczema, worsening dry patches, that's another common one we see. And I tell my expecting mamas that, you know, your skin is changing. You're growing a baby inside of you. And a lot of your hormones are fluctuating and that can definitely um, cause some changes in how, you know, dry uh, your skin is. And so I do see a lot of pregnancy related eczema or dermatitis. And for the most part, I tell my patients to, you know, number one, use a really great moisturizer. You want something thick and goopy. So it should come out of a jar. If it comes out of a pump bottle, then it's been thinned to an extent where it's a little bit too liquidy for my taste, um, because I really want you putting on something thick. Um, that'll really help trap that moisture in your skin. Um, you want to take lukewarm showers, you know, 10 minutes max. You don't want to be taking boiling hot <laughs> showers because that's going to dry out your skin even more. When you come out of the shower, I want you to, you know, pat your skin dry gently. Don't rub it. That'll really irritate it more. And then within, you know, five minutes while your skin is still slightly damp, that's when I want you to do like your head to toe moisturizer routine. And then if it's still itchy, if you just have a couple localized spots of eczema, you can use over the counter, you know, 1% hydrocortisone. Or if you need something stronger, I routinely will prescribe you know, a stronger topical steroid for my patients. And that is totally fine to use in pregnancy. Awesome. What about body oils? Body oils are totally fine as well. You know, we're probably going to talk about this during the, when we talk about stretch marks, but I, you know, really used uh, a body oil like twice a day on my belly and other dry areas. And that, you know, helps to keep the skin kind of moist and, and supple as well. Sarah, did you have eczema before you were pregnant? No, I didn't have any eczema, but it seems like what I'm experiencing is eczema. <laughs> but it has gotten better and I have a because it got pretty bad on certain areas. So my doctor did prescribe a topical steroid and it's gotten a lot better. And I, I tried to not use it super often. So yeah, we're getting better. That's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Use it, you know, as needed. It's not going to harm the baby. So you're, you're okay with that. And then one more thing I forgot to mention, you want to use soap in the shower that is hydrating. So the Dove beauty bar is really great for that. Um, It's very, it's good for sensitive skin. Um, There's no, you know, potential irritants in it. And it's very, very moisturizing. Um, So that's a great choice if you guys are, are interested in looking for one. Any other surprises when it comes to skincare? Surprises as in rashes. Or sorry, skin issues, I mean. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole host of pregnancy-related skin problems that I see as a dermatologist, but rare in you know the general population. I mean, some people can get blistering rashes. Some uh, pregnant women get allergic uh, reactions to certain things as they're trying, trying new oils and new products on their bodies. 
some people can get just a very, very itchy kind of eruption um, on their palms and their soles. So there's a whole host of skin conditions that can pop up when you're pregnant. And if in doubt, I would say always check with a dermatologist because we've seen the whole gamut of things and we can really help you out. Okay, so let's talk about stretch marks. What can we be doing to prevent them? Is that even possible? And can we get rid of them after? Okay, stretch marks is a very hot topic, obviously. Um, I researched this extensively because I myself was thinking, gosh, I really don't want stretch marks. So I think there's good news and bad news. Well, maybe, I don't know. It depends. I don't know if you'll see this as good news and bad news, but (laughs) basically I guess the good slash bad news is that there's not too much that you can do to prevent stretch marks from forming. So the majority of what determines whether or not you get stretch marks is genetics. So if your mom had it, most likely you'll have it too. Stretch marks occur because your skin is being physically pulled apart and expanded as your abdomen expands and other areas of your body. And so it is a factor of how um, much stretchiness, you can say, you have in your skin that determines how much stretch marks you get. So one good tip is to ask your mom, ask your sister, see if they have stretch marks, and that'll be probably a good indicator of whether or not you'll get stretch marks. Now, another thing that can determine how badly you get stretch marks or if you get stretch marks is how quickly you gain weight and how much weight you gain. If you think of stretch marks being the result of physical pulling, if you are gaining weight very rapidly and gaining a lot of it, then your skin is being stretched more quickly and it doesn't have a chance to slowly accommodate the growth. It just kind of gets stretched apart. And so, you know, obviously I'm not saying don't gain weight because you should absolutely be gaining weight healthily during pregnancy, but I'm saying, you know, gain weight at a rate that your doctor thinks is appropriate for you. Exercise the way your doctor wants you to, eat a well-balanced, healthy diet, check with your OBGYN about all of these things. And, and those are some ways that you can kind of moderate how quickly and with what intensity the stretch marks develop. And then after, any, any hope? After, <laughs> there are, so I reviewed the literature on this extensively, hoping to find some kernels of scientific truth that I can hold on to. But the the research is very mixed. People have tried all sorts of things. They've tried all sorts of topicals, you know, different types of oils, cocoa butter, shea butter, almond butter, different types of retinoids and retinols, uh, different types of laser procedures. So there does seem to be a little bit of improvement with um, topical retinol or retinoid, which obviously you can't use when you're pregnant. And then laser with or without some sort of more invasive components such as microneedling or radiofrequency maybe may have some promising results, but it's pretty new. So we're still kind of trying to figure out what could be a good treatment for stretch marks. We don't have anything amazing just yet. Got it. Oh, sorry. I thought of one more thing too. Yeah, what? (laughs) Moisturizing. (laughs) So a lot of people use oil and moisturizer on their bellies for stretch marks. And I would say, you know, that's definitely not going to cause any harm. If anything, it'll, you know, try to keep the skin more stretchy and soft. So I would still recommend using either an oil or a thick moisturizer 
twice a day to three times a day on your belly uh, just to keep the skin there healthy. All right, so this next one, I need to know if it's a scam or not. Placenta in skincare and and also eating your placenta. <laughs> Is there any benefit to eating your placenta that's like legitimately proven? And then I'm really curious about epidermal growth factor products that, you know, claim to use placenta. Like, I personally enjoy them, but I can't figure out if I'm just psyching myself out and like seeing results that don't actually exist or if it's like legitimately working. I think it really depends on the product uh, and the brand that is actually formulating these products. Um, so I would have to go back and really delve into the scientific literature behind it. I can't say whether the <laughs> eating the placenta has any benefits on skin because when you ingest something, your stomach enzymes are so strong that it will just break down whatever it is you're eating. For the same reason, I say that drinking collagen may not be as helpful for the skin as you think it or hope it could be because by the time it's all broken down, you know, how much of it really gets out to the skin. So as far as the epidermal growth factors, I have read research that says that they can be helpful in terms of rejuvenating the appearance of the skin, but it really depends on the product and the brand and how their labs and how their chemists are formulating it, how they're extracting it, how they're combining it with the vehicle and how they're maximizing the efficacy of the product. So it really depends. Gotcha. Okay, Dr. Joyce. So how did your routine change when you became pregnant? And did you, you know, eliminate using some products or ingredients and then stopped using them altogether postpartum? Like what was your experience like? So when I became pregnant, I stopped using chemical sunscreens and I switched to using mineral sunscreens that were tinted. Uh, I did this for uh, a number of reasons. So I, I especially like using tinted sunscreens because I'm lazy and I like sunscreens that double as my foundation. So some of my personal favorites are the Elastin Hydro Tint, the Color Science Sun Forgettable Total Protection uh, Shield, and also MD Solar Sciences, Bare Mineral Complexion Gel Rescue Cream. These are some of my holy grails. So I switched to using all mineral sunscreens just because I didn't want the chance that the chemicals could be uh, absorbed systemically and transmitted possibly to my baby. Another thing that I started using was I became a lot more obsessive and regular about using my antioxidants. So I wasn't always using them every day before I got pregnant, but after I got pregnant, because I was scared of the development of melasma, I became a lot more religious about using my azelaic acid, about using my vitamin C every day, um, and that was a change. And of course, I had to stop using my retinoid, and I restarted it uh, later on after I delivered. Did you use any Bacuchiol products in lieu of the retinol? I didn't. You didn't? So I think that, I don't even know the right way to pronounce it. Is it Bacuchiol or Bacuchiol? I, I don't know. Sounds good to me. Sounds <laughs> right. We've had this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a plant-based retinoid. And I think the jury is still out. I've looked at some of the evidence. There's some promising um, studies that I've seen that say that it, it mimics a lot of the advantages 
that retinoids offers without having as much irritation or dryness or side effects of the retinoids. So I actually did not uh, start using um, Bakuchiol, but I would be interested in learning more about the products and seeing if that could be a safe alternative during pregnancy. Awesome. Okay, we have one final question for you. This one will be easy. Um, what was your favorite product to use during your pregnancy? I have so many. Okay, That's really okay great. Go for it. Yeah. G- give it to us. Give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so as like acid, I used, and you would like this, I used the one from The Ordinary. Great. And I always say you like this because a lot of my followers always say, you recommend products that are just dermatology grade and they're so expensive, we can't afford them. But yes. The azelaic acid one from The Ordinary is awesome, and it's only, it's like less than $10. Great. Now, the other two I'm going to mention are maybe a little bit pricier. <laughs> so one is um, a vitamin C lotion, which I love. It's the Skin Better Alto Defense Serum, and it is a vitamin C plus multiple other antioxidant complex together in a lotion slash serum. So it's very easy to use. You know, my previous holy grails for vitamin C were the SkinCeutical CE Ferulic or uh, the Floritin CF or the Drunk Elephant um, C Firma Day Serum. But I actually prefer the Skin Better Alto Defense one because it doesn't have that weird smell. It's like a serum, so it's actually very hydrating and easy to put on. And then my makeup goes on so easily on top of that. So that became my favorite antioxidant uh, during pregnancy. But you can still use Skin C. C ferulic, right? Or skin pseudo C ferulic? Yeah, absolutely. Is that your favorite? Okay. Is that one of like your like holy grail? Asking for a friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can absolutely use it and it's wonderful. It's okay. great. So that would be my second. And then my third would be my sunscreen because I'm just obsessed with sunscreen. I could talk about sunscreen all day. In fact, I just did an Instagram live with one of my derm friends yesterday on just sunscreen. So the one I used all throughout pregnancy was the Color Science Sun Forgettable. Um, it's a mineral sunscreen with a slight tint, um, looks super natural, glowy. And I just, I really like that one a lot. I love color science. Like they knock it out of the park when it comes to their sunscreens that have like a little bit of, of a tint. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, this looks so natural and it, it really does do the job. So I love them. Also, isn't Dr. Joyce just like she could be a th- our third co-host because she oh, loves the same things that we do. Truly. Vitamin C, sunscreen. You have to come back. You have to come back because yeah. I feel like we could just talk for days. But I was actually going to ask Sarah, have you ever used Skin Better products? No. Me either. But you know what's so funny is oh. I saw on my, um, I was like, you know, perusing Instagram and one of my esthetician friends was doing a giveaway with them. And I was like, what is this brand? And she was like, girl, like everybody that I know that's a dermatologist or an esthetician loves this brand. And I'm like, why have I never heard of it? Like, I feel like it's coming out of nowhere for me this month that I'm very, very excited about it. So I'm definitely going to look so, into Skin yeah. Better. It's only offered and sold through physician offices. So it's love a little that. bit harder to get. However, you know, we love it because it's super backed in science. And then I personally love it because I've tried their products and I just think they're so elegantly designed. So for me, I have sensitive rosacea prone skin. I cannot tolerate any retinoid. I've tried them all, believe me. As a dermatology resident, I was like, I am determined <laughs> to get on retinoids. I know I can. And the answer was I could not. <laughs> like I had dry peeling red skin for months and it was really embarrassing to be in clinic but um skin better developed 
their own type of retinoid, not retinol, retinoid, and they complexed it with um, an alpha hydroxy acid. And I use it and I have zero irritation. So it's, I'm just really impressed with their product. That's awesome. Amazing. I need to get my hand Let me know if you want to try some. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get me some too. I'll hook you guys up. Will do. (laughs) Will do. Dr. Joyce, thank you so much. I, I mean, this has been, we've learned so much. I've learned so much. I'm going to be bothering you via DM constantly through the rest of my pregnancy with Lots and lots more questions. <laughs> and so will I, except I don't have an expiration date because I'm not pregnant. So I'm just yeah. going to go ahead and just bother you for yeah. you know, however long I need to. I mean, same. <laughs> um, Dr. Joyce, where, where can we find you? Where can we read your blog? Yeah, so I blog at teawithmd.com. So that's T-E-A with M-D.com. Uh, I also give a lot of skincare tips uh, with a mix of lifestyle and some baby pictures on Instagram. And I'm newly... Uh, experimenting with TikTok, which has been really fun. Oh, you probably kill it on TikTok. You can catch some of my dance yes. moves there. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm. <laughs> it's so fun. I um I do a lot of like dancing with skincare <laughs> tips on top of it, and for some reason, the younger generation seems to like that. Oh my gosh, so, Kirby just did one recently. Oh my I'll gosh, have to check I'm you gonna out. find you on the. Yeah, top. find me. I, I feel yeah. like. I like call myself the old on the TikTok. I'm like, I'm 33 years old and, and everyone else here is 12 and they don't know what the heck they're doing, but it's, it's great. So it's so fun. Great. I don't understand so any of the terminology they write in my comments. And so I like urban dictionary it, but it's, <laughs> it's so fun. So yeah, you guys can find me on all these things. I have a YouTube channel. Everything's under T with MD. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you, Dr. Joyce. You're the best. Yes. We're going to have you on again. You're yeah, welcome. for sure. And I would... Love to meet you in real life once that's allowable. We're allowed to do things like that. Yeah, come visit in LA and let us know. We totally will. I think we would have so much fun. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will, uh, you will hear from us next week. Bye. Great. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.